Hi, everyone. I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In the Moment, a podcast about acting, art, and life, and that tricky little thing we're all after but rarely find ourselves in the moment. In this series, I talk to all kinds of creatives and friends about the joys and the ah, heartache and challenges of acting, writing, producing, and getting out of our own ways to be the creative channels we all are. For more information, go to anthonymile.com, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, I hope you enjoy. Anthony and actress Hassie Harrison chat today about her role on the shows Yellowstone and Tacoma FD. She discusses her journey navigating between a drama and a comedy. They explore the changing landscape of acting in 2020 and the importance of recognizing the issues we face today. So we're already doing fan crushing here, everybody. I'm with the lovely, talented, beautiful, still looks the same as if it were yesterday, even though I haven't seen you for a hot minute. Uh, Hassie Harrison. Yes, this is where we push the applause button. Hey. So welcome to In The Moment Podcast. Yes, you should, you should always clap for yourself. Yes. <laughs> you know, I was saying that today in class. Like, I don't, it's not from an ego place. Like, I think we don't give ourselves enough credit for like, showing up in the world and doing our best. I'm going to totally start crying and like trying to make a difference and creating art and being brave. And like, that's not ego. That's like, it's freaking hard to be a human being on planet earth. <laughs> you know what Amen. I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's self-preservation too. You got to, oh now more than ever, <laughs> <laughs> you got to support the little like wins along the way. I always, that's my, right. grandma, my grandmother always said happiness is a way of traveling, not a destination. And it's like, oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. It's one of my little mottos and it's like, it definitely kind of rings true to all that. Happiness is a way of traveling. It's not a destination. Wow. Let that yeah. sink in listeners. It's so true. That's beautiful. Is she still alive? I lost her in November, but uh, she's of last no, year. Uh, yeah, but of she, she lived a very full life and wow. it was, you know, a beautiful parting. Well, Hassie, one would say like, she's on to the next part of her journey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you're too young to know, like, well, not to know this, although we think about it, but I mean, I was just saying in class today, like I had a really good class today myself of just these epiphanies because I was telling them like, you know, I just turned 52 and I, maybe it's because of COVID or maybe it's because like, I know we follow each other on Instagram. Like I'm a very big climate advocate and been a climate activist for a while. And, and like, I think of the end of the world so much, not in terms of like the apocalypse. I just think of like my departure. Right. And like, yeah. it's really, it's fascinating to like, get your head around, well, this is just one tiny part of the bigger journey, whatever that is, you know? Mm. And what does that mean in terms of like, how do we show up again, like in this part of the journey, like with all, you know, with all of our stuff, guns blazing. I don't like guns, so I shouldn't use that analogy, but <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Speaking of guns, great segue. So yeah. you're, you're on a very popular show that I don't, I don't, is it on TBS? No. Um, uh, well, I'm, I'm so lucky. I'm on two shows right I now. I know you are. Oh, look at you. Um, okay, yeah. But which let, one? Let's talk about the <laughs> one that is named after a great uh, national park. Oh, Yellowstone. Exactly. Yellowstone, yeah. Yeah, it's been so fun. It's so I'm, cool. Are like, you there now I'm filming? This. I'm in, in Montana right now, yeah. I'm from Texas, so it's been cool, you know, a little bit of like when I moved out to L.A., not that there was anything to hide there, but I did grow up around this kind of cowboy culture that wasn't, you know, there wasn't a lot of space yeah. for that. And in, in the kind of LA identity I had created or that was, you know, so anyways, it's cool to kind of like harken back to this place where I grew up and, you know, I get to ride horses all day. I can like, <laughs> I'm roping from a, uh, from a horse. I'm roping. Oh you know I mean? it's, like, it's pretty cool. We would like, I got, get to go to cowboy camp and like really, you know, kind of getting, so getting pretty nifty on a horse over here. You're doing your own thing on the horse. Mm -hmm. Wow. I play, I play a barrel racer on the show, which is, that's a rodeo sport. I don't know. I know. I know it. Yeah. I mean, I've never done it, but so do you do the actual barrel racing or do you have a stunt double for the harder stuff? I have a stunt double for the harder stuff. And then, you know, and what's cool about this show is a lot of it, you know, we do do on our own, but we also have an incredible stunt team and, Whoa. you know, 
Yeah. So yeah, so that like harkens back to another time, right? Because when's it set in? It's the- it's modern day, and I mean that's oh. kind of what's cool about it is that it's kind of like it's kind of a calling card to a cowboy lifestyle or you know a dying way of life, but the, a very necessary part of life. And I think definitely kind of going through this whole pandemic and people living on top of each other in cities and then kind of, you know, it leaves people wondering, you know. (laughs) Why? Yeah. Why? Why are we here? Yeah. 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 Or what maybe we've realized like for Zoom or virtually or even like for actors, I think like they're realizing like, well, you don't have to live in LA or New York anymore to have a career. You know what I mean? Oh, I love that. The fact that we're not handcuffed to those two cities, it's like we're able to go live these big, bigger lives and be better artists in that way. So wait a minute. So like, I don't, I, I, I haven't seen Yellowstone, so sorry, but like I will, but I thought it took place like in the 1800s. No, it's, it's modern and modern day, but there's parts of it that kind of, you know, um, there are, um, like, you know, we, we, their ancestors were here. And so there are flashbacks and stuff that kind of show and that, but no, it's, it's Ke- Kevin Costner and it's kind right. of like modern day Montana and, you know, how hard it is to live a ranching lifestyle, but also how necessary it is for modern society, you know? So is it like, not to like reduce it to this concept, but I think it will help our listeners, those who don't watch it, although I know it's popular, but like, so it's like, a soap opera, like, right. Cause it's about relationships and life yeah, on a ranch. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. But it's not about like the old West in terms of like gunslinging and like, I mean, obviously not. Well, it takes it's place. It's the modern version of that. Of gunslinging. So, oh you know, God. yeah. Okay. So it's definitely like, you know, it's like how many shows are there about like mobsters in New York? You know what I mean? Countless right. how many movies, but like, you don't see that many modern day shows about cowboy culture. And, you know, there is a bit of this kind of mafioso mentality or like there's a couple of people on the ranch who are the muscle and take care uh-huh. of, uh, take care of problems. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like Fargo, but on Yellowstone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Did you, there's a really great movie um, called the writer. Have you ever heard of the writer? Oh, is it's, that where it's like real cowboys? Yes. Parts? I actually haven't seen that. Oh my God, Hassa, you should see incredible. it. It's really... I'll it's, watch it tonight. And it's it's the this female filmmaker who has this new movie out or coming out that apparently everybody is saying like it could win Oscars with Frances McDormand about... It's oh, called my Nomad. hero? Yeah, it's called Nomadland. And so this filmmaker basically is very interested in like... Uh, just like a slice of life. And then she, she'll fictionalize like a true story. And so her first big breakthrough was this movie called the writer and it, and it deals with, so it's non-actors, like they're all people playing versions of themselves, but it's about this rodeo star who, Isn't uh, that what we're doing? <laughs> that's true. Well, that's what I've been teaching forever. You know what I mean? That's what I learned from you, baby. That's right. Well, aren't you discovering that, that you're playing a version of yourself on the horse? You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. Oh, we want to talk about it. Let's put a pin in that. We'll circle back to that. But but, but I think you'll love it because it really is is about modern day cowboys. It takes place in, um, 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 in North Dakota or South Dakota. One of the Dakotas. <laughs> I know my geography, North Dakota. <laughs> and it's about this guy who had a horse accident because he was a rodeo, horse rodeo, right? Or uh, what's it called when you, like, the horse like is that old, buck. Old rider? Yeah, yeah, but but like uh, the horse version. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he got thrown and he hit his head. And, like, it's his sort of journey through, you know, like anything, like our identification with who we thought we were. And then having to come to terms with, well, I'm not just what I do for a living, if, even if that's just being a rodeo writer. You know what I mean? Totally, yeah. It's beautiful. And it really captures, like, yeah, life out there, you know, the big country, wild country. Like, you know, and... and There's the something use, romantic about it, right? Like, yeah. And, and also, like, to me, like... And I think that's why maybe the show is popular because it's about the like the the mystery and the adventure of that kind of life. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like it feels like, oh, that's another, it's a throwback to another time, even though like your show, it takes place today. It does still feel like it's off the grid or it's more wild or, you know, but I, this It movie, feels it, almost like fantasy for a lot of people. You know, that's what's yes. crazy is it's so far removed from most people's day-to-day in reality that it's, it really can feel just as much like fantasy as something else. And I mean, with all that kind of like Western stuff, there's a real strong like moral code, which uh-huh. I find interesting. That That's kind right. Of- that covers that in this movie as well. Yeah. 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 But also to me, it shows like the divide, like the socioeconomic divide. And a lot of people are barely scrapping by. And I think uh, the, the, the actors are all part of the Lakota tradition, mm-hmm. right? Native Americans. And like yeah. that, that sort of, um, you know, the economic hardship, and it's really beautiful. And I, I'm sure you're going to love it. And the, ho- the horses, the use of the horses in the movie is so beautiful and extraordinary. What's uh, it like riding horses and being intimate with horses in that way? It's, it's so incredible. I mean, as an artist, it like, it brings things to life. You know, there's this whole other element. Some people are like, oh, you know what I mean? I, I remember they're like, it's good to like need to pee in a scene or like have some secret or object. But it's like, you're on a, you're on an animal. You got an animal between your legs. And there was like my first day of shooting. Like I couldn't, oh, this is my second day. Because the first day, Kevin Costner was not in the scene, but he decided to come and watch the scene for the day. Oh, God, and he okay. sat right next to the camera operator with a coffee, and it was like five in the morning. I was like, okay, all right, Costner's going to be here. Let's just walk down this. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, my second day of shooting, I, I did a barrel racing scene, and, you know, some of the barrel racer horses, they're like, they're so hot wired that they're almost, it's like they're on, you know, on they're like horses on meth. So some of the set horses were really like kind of startled by them. And I'm like over here, I'm supposed to like run up on my horse, say a line and ride off. And because those other horses were around them, my horse keeps trying to buck me off every time I say my line. And I'm like holding on, <laughs> just trying not to get bucked off the horse. And there's oh like, I'm in, I'm in a ro- rodeo stadium and there's all these people watching me. So it's like, you know, you've got your thing about your lines and all these other kind of like elements. Oh my God, I love it. it Were you, you like, know, please don't embarrass myself. Please don't embarrass myself. A hundred percent. Stay on the horse. Stay on the horse. <laughs> in the same way that like what I loved and what spoke to me so much about like your, your method and system of like creating art was just like, you know, it's a spiritual perspective and, 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 that resonated so deeply with me. And that's definitely what I do with the horses before. Like I, you know, a lot of the other actors will just go and jump on the horse. And I like really take a second to like connect and like honor or respect the horse and, and, you know, create that um, kind of bond. Can I tell you a crazy thing? I love that we're talking about horses because my niece is 11 and I took her on Sunday. Every Sunday she does horse riding lessons, right? Oh, that's great. At the equestrian, the equestrian stables in... Uh, Burbank? Like, yeah, it's in Burbank, Glendale, whatever. Um, yeah. And she's been, she's pretty good. She's cantering now. And like, she has a relationship with her horse. And like, I was talking to the owner of, and you know, it, it was so interesting because she was telling me like how horses are so powerful, right? Like you, you ride them. You're probably a master at riding, whatever. But like, I've ridden sometimes, but I'm nothing like that. But like, she's saying how powerful they are but the weird contradiction is they're also so fragile because we were talking about one of the horses had to be put down and it wasn't put down because it broke its leg or had any kind of foot injury but because they apparently they they can't choke their throats are i'm sure you know all these things but i I just found it so interesting right and like they couldn't dislodge like that they the horse could breathe but eventually they couldn't dislodge the core of the apple or whatever it was in the horse's throat. And it just makes you realize like, wow, how, I don't know. I just, that juxtaposition is so insane. They're they're, they're tender creatures and they're sensitive souls. Like, you know, they can feel really, really minor differences in how you sit in the saddle. They can feel a fly on their, on their back, you know, and then, you kind of, so it's just an interesting thing. They're such cool animals. I feel like so lucky and definitely doing this show has kind of like rekindled my, my love for writing and, and having beautiful. Yeah. I love, I love animals in general, but like horses are just so cool. And you know, I said, can I say this one thing? Cause I just think it's fascinating. So there, there's like 
30 or 40 horses stabled, right? And I was asking her about all the horses because my niece knows all their names and their personalities. She's like, oh, don't, don't bet that one. It will bite you or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and so this, this one small, like the smallest like runt horse of the stable, she's very aggressive and will bite people. But she's like, you know, it's like the Napoleon complex, right? She's the smallest one. And I, ta- I asked, uh, asked the, the manager, like, tell me about like, you know, just a little bit about the personalities. And she was saying how she is the alpha horse and that, they will take, they, they will be, even though they're all domesticated, they're still, and this blows my mind. She was saying how like out in the wild, horses, like the lead horse will sort of govern the pack, right? Yeah. And usually a male or whatever, but in this case, I think they're almost all females or whatever. But, but she was saying how like they'll even sleep in shifts in the stable. So like when this, this lead alpha horse gets down to go to sleep some of the other horses will get down to go to sleep because she's leading but other horses will stay alert on all fours because like in the wild times there would always be like a sentry on duty yeah the sentry duty horse yeah interesting and then they'll change roles like then they'll that then halfway through the night the other horses will sleep and then those horses will get up it's like I just love it. It's so it's, crazy. It's fascinating. Well, and they are like people. They all have their own little ticks. And, you know, right? some of them are like, yeah. oh, this one will walk away when you're saddling them. Or you got to be extra careful. This one does has a quick stop and can throw you off the front. And so, you know, they all have their personalities. And they're also, they're not like dogs. They don't want you to sit there and scratch their ears. It's like they're motivated by different things. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's kind of like oh. they don't need, a, affection is not the reward for them. You know, they, they want to have, you know, they want to be with the other horses. They want to, they move away from pressure. So that's how you, you know, you ride them is just the reward is less pressure. Whoa. But sorry, I feel like we're going on such a horse. No, I don't care. I go off around. Of, this is what I did. It's in the moment. We're horsing around. Exactly. No, I like I, every, every conversation is different. Like, you know what I mean? And I, people should educate themselves about wild beasts because did you know, like our, no, seriously, like our, that our ecosystem is being so decimated that animal species are going endangered and extinct, like at a rate we've never seen before. You know, I think there's like ramifications for talking about getting back to nature and connecting and, um, but, but, that, but I'll come back to that. I mean, like in terms of like now, so how does that, because I've had people who've, who've lied on their resumes and are like, Oh yeah, I can ride a horse cut to their cast. And they're like, the director's like, Hey, let's get on the horse. And they're like, Oh my God. So did you, through your auditioning, did they, what was that like? You obviously have to put special skills. Oh, I can rodeo. Yeah. I mean, I, I did the audition for this. I taped for it and, um, and, you know, it was that classic trope where I was in, as soon as you leave town, you book a job. Um, (laughs) but you know, and it was like, I hadn't been on a horse in a couple, quite a few years just because I, you know, I've been living in LA and stuff. And so, you know, one of the pros of like being on a show of like as substantial as this is that they have a team full of wranglers and stuff like that, who are able to kind of like buff up my skill set and stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's so often I would, I'd lie, I'd say anything to get a job. Well, yeah. Cause sometimes you kind of have to, you know what I mean? Or like, or it's also like, maybe not lies, maybe like, well, I'll learn. Yeah. I mean, if I book the job, I will, I will masterclass myself into an expert in In how to ride a horse. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But they did ask you, right? Were they like, Oh, by the way, or was that never even asked? They, I honestly, they didn't ask me. Are you serious? I, so I, they, I don't remember exactly. It was a little while ago, but I think, I think the director Taylor Sheridan knew I was from Texas. So I think okay. he just assumed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is hilarious. So then, cause that would be like a nightmare, which is you get to set and then they're like, Oh, by the way, you got to ride a horse in this scene. <laughs> yeah. 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 So wait, so what kind of, what kind of role are you like, what, what do you play? Who do you play on it? Uh, my character's name's Laramie, and I play a barrel racer. Laramie. Um, and you play a what? A barrel racer. And okay. you know, I think my character kind of like rolls up on this ranch that has a real system and, and boys club. And, you know, she starts stirring some shit up. <laughs> but also, it's like she's also just like looking to have a laugh and a, and a good time, you know, when, when 
Taylor Sheridan kind of talked to me about the character. You know, he he's very well versed in this cowboy world and the rodeo world. And he um, he just said he was like, you know, these barrel racers, they're kind of like rock stars and they hang out in this kind of like world amongst men. And they live out of their trailers or out of motels and they just like they're wild. They're wild. And he was like, every cowboy you meet is married to a barrel racer for better or worse. And, you know, so they're just kind of these like little wild child women that run around yeah. in this big men's world. And I love know. it. How fun to play that. Yeah. It's been pretty cool. I mean, and, and you know, this kind of, I guess happened by accident. I didn't mean to brand myself this way, but on my other show, it's like, I play, it's just me and a bunch of guys and I'm, I'm a firefighter with a bunch of men all day. And then, on another movie I just did, Max Reload and the Nether Blasters. I oh, played yeah. okay. a girl in a video game store with a bunch of dudes all day. And I'm like, I wonder if I miss women. When do I get to act with girls again? <laughs> yes, your other show is Tacoma FD. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, well, I kind of feel like we talked about that in Hassie in class. Like, I always feel like I always told you, like, not that you're a tomboy, because I don't, like, whatever. Like, it's more of, like, the energy. But you're, like, kind of, like, the girl's girl, but you're also like the guy's girl. You know what I mean? Like your yeah. energy is like, you can hang with both and you're not, you know, you don't threaten either side of it, but that's a fun thing to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel really lucky. I mean, I, I, with the Tacoma thing, that was kind of like, you know, they, they auditioned so many girls and there were few people who could, they were like, you came in there and you, you fucking steamrolled everybody. <laughs> I was yes. like, well, I kind of had to, you guys are like <laughs> comedic legends. So, yes. you know, I, I knew you didn't want someone to be mild mannered. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, so yeah, I really went for it with that audition and, you know, I kind of had to jump through hoops to get that role. And I'm, I'm, I've loved it so much. I'm about to go back and do season three. Um, and I'm just so excited. I I've like, I just sponge them in and, and it's so much improv. It's so much living in the moment, you know, and <clears throat> like Steve and Kevin, um, my showrunners, they'll say, you know, we'll do, we'll do two or three takes and we'll say everything on the line and then we'll let you guys off the we'll leash. Play. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's so fun because it's like, I'm, I get to, it's like playing tennis with people that are better than you and, and they hit back hard and it's just, you know, I've, I've, become so much funnier just over the uh, last couple of years. Yeah. Just like, you know, and I've always been a, the kind of like jokester of my friend group, but it's been, it's such a different muscle. And the comedy in that show is also like, uh, what would you say? Not broad. That's not, cause that sounds like a, a, a pejorative or a negative. I don't mean it that way, but it's, it's, you, they go for shit. Oh yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. It's like Reno 911 or. Yeah, it's the yeah. guys who made Super Troopers. So, yeah. And okay. they have their so, own yeah. brand of comedy, That's which is cool. Yeah. yeah. So, wow, it's two completely different sets and two completely different situations and, you know what I mean? Genres. Shows. Yeah. Yeah, genres. Yeah. yeah. So, well, so tell me a little bit about, like, so what was your because we just touched on that about like discovering like, Oh yeah, I'm using myself and I'm accessing myself and like, I'm playing quote unquote a character, but like what I've been a big proponent of forever is like, it's you on a horse. It's you in the Tacoma fire department. It's you, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We'll say, we'll save some of that stuff for Daniel day Lewis, but for everybody else, you know, um, but even, but, but even he, you know, he's an alchemist, but like, but Hesse, I even think like even the Daniel Day-Lewis question is I think we get stuck on like the process for him at the end of the day is still he, whatever, I, my whole thing is, is like whatever an actor has to do to allow themselves to be there and then exercise themselves in the moment because he's still yeah. doing that. You he's know what still I mean? stripping away parts of him. Or That's right. And playing different parts. Yeah. Right. If he's playing a, a paraplegic like he did in my left foot, Who's playing it? He is. You know what I mean? And then no. if he's playing like this dressmaker in, in whatever that movie was a couple of years ago, like he's still, yeah. Like, yeah. so I think you start <clears throat> to see like, I don't know, it's just the process that makes people feel safe to be vulnerable is really what we're trying to get at. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say, and yeah, I guess talking about like, you know, when I first moved to LA, I was like, all right, well, I got to do this right. I went to college when I was 15. I like gotten multiple degrees. I was a straight A student. I was like, oh, all right, wow. well, let's go do acting right. And, you know, there, I went to the Lee Strasberg school. Chavez. I was in so many different schools and 
Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I just, it, it felt so much of it felt like a punish and I wasn't really doing it in joy. And there was, and I won't even name the school, but like one that really just continuously felt like it was knocking me down and making me feel like I had to have that, or I couldn't, I couldn't do an audition on my own without coaching the person there and whatever. And I just, it was so not love-based. It was so not what I had like gotten in the art for. And, um, and then, you know, I was talking to someone and I don't even remember who it was, but someone was like, with your kind of like countenance or whatever, like you need to go check out this school. And, you know, I came and I, I, um, checked out your classes and I like, I love how, like, um, what an easy access you have to your emotions. And oh, I, yeah. I was crying there right there with you. And I was like, I left there and I was like, so that's my person. That's like, that's, he gets it. That's the whole point. That's why we're here. And, and it's such a love-based process with you. And, um, well, thank you. I always felt like, I mean, I told you, I was like, girl, it's all going to happen. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm always telling people like, I'm like, do I look worried? It's going to happen. It's just sometimes everybody has a different path. Right. But I think what you're saying speaks to, again, what I was saying today in class, like, I hate this idea. It's still around, even though it feels like it's a very 1980s acting misunderstanding where the student is working so hard to be perfect or do it right based on a system or a formula. And then what happens is we tap into this part of ourselves that feels like we need to be fixed. There's something wrong with us that until we do it correctly, then we're going to book the job or be loved or then we deserve it. And it's that already, it's a false assumption. It's not even, that's not even based on a truth. Nobody, oh <laughs> but it's true. Hesse, I, nobody, I wasted my early twenties and well, I guess that same thing. Well, at left brain, turn right. I was on the wrong <laughs> side of my brain. I was trying to perfect something that it is, doesn't need to be. And also probably because when work, when you're working on set, you've also probably realized like a, all of our imperfections are what make us interesting. Absolutely. And B, sometimes you're, I mean, uh, riding a horse is the best analogy. You cannot control everything. You are not in control. So sometimes you'll do a take and you'll be like, well, that was just awful, but they got what they needed. And you're realizing like, it's not about executing something perfectly. It drives me nuts. And that's what I mean, I know it that drives everybody who tries to nuts too. Just trust so me. I'm saying and you have a good filmmaker or uh, the, 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 the showrunner of that show, director, right? Yeah. Yeah. Director. He like, he know he's, he puts in his own words, what I'm saying. And every time, you know, you're working on good sets. So like you see that same thing with comedy It's like, if you're trying to get the joke funny, it's not going to be fucking funny. No, the less I do, comedy. the less I do, the more I work. And, and oh, I think it's frustrating you know. for some people that, you know what I mean? Like the less I've tried, the better I am. And because it's just, it's more of that, that simpler essence, you know, like for me, I, I, I find, you know, everyone's like the, the objective and the super objective and yes, all these things. All and these things. Like, I, I equate it to like playing golf with my dad. Cause my dad's like right out on the back of the ball, bend in the knee and, now you're gonna, and he's screaming all this stuff at me. And then sometimes if I just have a beer and fuck and then and, go do it. Yes. And, and then swing around with my friends, I play better golf. And it's like, you kind of, sometimes you just have to go into that flow state. And a lot of times all this cerebral stuff that people weigh themselves down with takes them out of it. That's right. Well, you can't be in both places. You can either be, in that critical left brain hyper aware place or like in the flow or like, fuck it. Or let me just see what happens or, you know what I mean? Totally. It's very, you know, and I think like the actor's job is to be in it, not to self direct or self criticize. But that, again, I think again, that comes from the perfectionism part in us that we, and we've been taught in acting like a plus B equals C, although there is no such thing, you know? And can you blame any actor also? It's like, we, we get these jobs and we just want to work. We just want to, yeah. I, I, like, I have so much like sympathy and empathy and understanding for that younger part of myself. I'm like, well, of I want course. to, I want to be, des I want to deserve it. And I want to do good work and keep working. And it's like, you know, so it's like, it's that catch. Has to, yes. But you bring up a good point because I think my younger self and what I'm still working with act young actors is like, there's this belief that if, like we're talking about the art of the fuck it or the art of letting go or surrender, like you said, flow, surrender, right? Mm -hmm. But then 
what what we're brought up with or what we often the messaging we hear is oh we're being lazy or to be great i have to work super hard or <laughs> right and then or i have to I be can, a struggling artist and i right. have to All go false, live under a bridge to be able that's, to, yeah. that's right these false narratives and my point is is like the work is really showing up with all of our shit and telling the truth, which is so hard to do. So the other stuff to me is like busy work that we've been taught. Like if I, if I do everything correctly and write all my journals and show up and do this and this and this and this, it will lead to that. And, and then you start to realize as you get older, oh my God, it's hard to just tell the truth. It's yeah. hard to like, I had to make a phone call this morning and, and it wasn't like, you know, a big deal, but I knew it would kind of, not hurt this person's feelings, but you know, it was sensitive. Right. And, and I felt just weird, but I had to do it. I have to be transparent about this thing. And, and, and I just, I noticed in myself, even though I'm a teacher of truth and a teacher of showing up with our stuff and like, it's fucking hard just to tell the truth in these situations, which, which is all acting is that bring up our vulnerability and having to feel and possibly hurt somebody's feelings. You see what I'm saying? That's yeah. the real work people. It is because no matter what, like Daniel Day-Lewis, no matter what, whatever we have to do to get there, once you're there, it's you and I playing ball and we're going to engage in conflict because that's what good storytelling is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, I'm just using well, this. Yeah, thing. and I think yeah. yeah, it's so true too with like being able to sit with yourself and and your shit and 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 live in those moments. And so much of that is like um, through you. I met Emily Fletcher and started a meditation oh, practice. Amazing, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So I think all that stuff. You know what I mean? It's like that. That to me is better than any acting class. And you know, it's like if you want to do all that other stuff too and have fun with it, and you can do it in a celebratory way then hell yeah, do it. I love, I love doing, I do a lot of dream work for my characters and all that like Freudian stuff. And, and it's not like, for me, it creates more of like that bigger essence yes. versus like this real technicality, like one, two, three joke thing. Um, do a reversal here. It's like, it's more kind of this broader like feeling that I can bring in. And, and you know, that's, I feel like that's behooved my work, but hasn't distracted me or like felt like busy work, but you know, it's like, well, I, I think it's also like whatever we, I always just teach know it and then throw it, whatever the knowing it is that you need to know for yourself. You know what I mean? And the problem is, is a lot of people aren't taught to throw it away. And then let's just, let's play. Like, I'm sure you're working on sets. Well, especially like comedy where people are like, just going for shit. You, like you said, you're forced to deal with the moment because you don't know what the F is coming at you. Right. Yeah, And yeah. that's, what's fun about it. It is. It makes it's, you feel very alive. I know this, that's all acting is. It's a higher order, which we, in which we allow ourselves to engage and play that if we just got out of our own shit in our life, we would be playing that way. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's just 100%. a life where we're constantly 24 seven observing ourselves. How do I look? Am I saying the right thing? Posturing, trying to present ourselves a certain way, like whatever. It's like, I don't know. COVID I think hopefully is blowing some of that up for people and realizing like, none of this matters. None of it matters really <laughs> the, at the, in the climate apocalypse. Does it really matter? Like, you know, I was listening to somebody talking about fashion on the, uh, when I was driving back here and, you know, I think fashion is going through such an interesting uh, upheaval from, for all necessary one too. Yes. For all, at all levels. Right. Like, from a, a racist perspective, but also body image and also, uh, you know, accepting all types. and then that part. Yes. That one's and then, major. yes, that's huge. But then you're all, and then you're like thinking like, well, but, but it's so crazy that we like that. I was just, I said to myself out loud when I was hearing this thing, I was like, who gives a F about fashion? Because it seems to be in the big scheme of things, who cares? Nobody's tracking what Hassey Harrison wore three years ago at, a, at an event that we also don't track. It's all about, you know what I mean? That's the path. And if it's they just, are. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful for the artistry in fashion. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just talking about when, when the thing overtakes what's really important. 
you know, yeah. which is which is what I think Hassie is why we're in so much trouble and why we're contending with so many things in life because our culture has become inundated and obsessed with the superficial and the unimportant. And we have to do a reset or we're just not going to get through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think that's the beauty and, you know, kind of the silver lining to all this is we're slowing down. And and I think yeah. and I hope people are taking kind of an inventory of like, what's worth going back to? What's worth? That's true. What is my worth? time? Yeah. So I know that's kind of what I was saying. I left you like the audience can't see you because we're doing a zoom, but what I was saying at the top where I was like, I was just thinking about my own death and Hassie's jaw kind of like, <laughs> but that's what I was trying to say. My point about it is like, as you start to wake up or realize like, I got a limited amount of time here. Like what's important? Like, how do we want to show up in the world and inspire or make a difference or tell stories that are meaningful or for us? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What do we want to be remembered by? This Latino actor today was saying how like in class, how, it was a, a new class, a foundation class, but he was saying how like, you know, sometimes he gets in his head because he doesn't see, you know, a representation of himself a lot. And, and then he starts to question whether or not he wants to do it or whatever. And I told him, I was like, is it important to you? And he said, yeah. And then I was like, then it's important to do it. You know, that's the thing we forget is like, we let the media or whatever we work outside in as opposed to inside out if it's important for you to tell a story about horses and writing it not writing it but writing it or <laughs> you know what i mean shooting it then then if it's important to you it will be important to somebody else if it's a story about climate or or whatever and i think that we're living maybe more now in a time where people are realizing like the Issa Rays of the world or uh, uh, Michaeli uh, uh, Coel who did uh, I May Destroy You. I don't know if you've seen that show yeah. on HBO. Yeah. Like people are like, you know what? I don't care. This is a story I want to tell. Oh, well, I think that's so much of it too is like when you do stuff from your soul, like people dig that shit. You can feel it. You know what I mean? Like Taylor Sheridan, like he's a real cowboy and, and you could just tell that, you know, that it's so authentically him and, and writing from a place that comes from his heart. You know, when I talk about this show feeling romantic, it's because it's romantic to him. What he's doing is it's like a calling card for, Aww. you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like something that is, is a, a dying way of life, but that has a lot of value and, and history and culture around it. So, <clears throat> you know, so yes, a hundred percent. I agree with you. I was going to say also in Kevin Costner, because he has a theme of like the wild West and that throughout his work, yeah. you know what I mean? Tombstone, wasn't he in tombstone as well? Maybe not, but he's done a lot of. Yeah. Western you know what I mean? Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of theme stuff. Yeah. yeah. So interesting, right? Like, so how do you juggle both shows? Oh, it's a challenge. Um, <laughs> That's what you have team a team for, right? That's that's why you have a team. And also, I've just felt so incredibly blessed that like the schedules, even though it's down to the wire, it's worked Ooh, for yeah um, the last two years. And you know, that's amazing. I, and like you said, it's like it's a little bit of genre jumping for me a little bit. And there was like you know, last year I I rocked up on to Yellowstone set, and there was this beat that I was like my instinct was to laugh and the director was like so no we don't laugh here this is we don't horrifying. laugh at this funeral or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i was like oh oh shit yeah yeah sorry and it's like <laughs> wrong show wrong change the dial <laughs> i walk in i'm like wah, wah. um so you know um uh, scheduling are, has been are you Sorry, I was going to say, or you go, you show up to Tacoma FD in a couple of weeks and you're wearing your chaps and your cowboy hat. You're like, howdy, partner. You know what I mean? Like, howdy there. Um, I think you could work that in comedically. That would be funny. Oh, 100%. Yeah. There's kind of already one character on Tacoma that's uh, of the Western persuasion. Oh, so. that's hilarious. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's been so cool. And, and you know, it, it both of these roles have stretched me in such different ways and have made me kind of like, grow up as a woman in ways I really appreciate and, and get uh -huh. to work with mm -hmm. older, more experienced actors. who I have a lot of respect with, you know, for, you know, and it's like just kind of the energy of the characters I play, you know, on, on Yellowstone, it's like helped me kind of like, you know, she's more vixen-y and, and I don't want to say sexualized, but yeah, sexualized. And, yeah. and that's 
thing that I, you know, really struggled with in my own life and feeling comfortable with. And that's something that's helped me grow. And then I grew up with all sisters. So on Tacoma, having all these big brothers, like I don't even have to wonder what it's like anymore. And they're, they're always, they razz me all day long on and off set. And, you know, but also they're real good to me and, and protective of me and, um, you know, pushing me onto my mark sometimes when I'm <laughs> you know <what> I mean? like <laughs> sweet little things where it's like, yes. I they like really care about me. And uh, well, so, yeah. let me, let me ask like working with so many different people or older people who've been around, like what's the secret sauce that you've discovered in watching somebody work? Like, I mean, we've been talking about like, what do you, what do you, what are the takeaways for you? Um, I think there's so much in just being consistent and just yeah. showing up and, showing and up. it sounds just be a good person. I yeah. think the days of like little drama Queens, nobody, yeah, they're over. Yeah. They're kind of yeah. over. Yeah. Um, and I think if you just show up and like bring, bring your heart into it and bring a good attitude and just, you know, no, it, it sounds like, you know, so kind of like basic, but just know your lines. My favorite thing that you taught me was like, <laughs> there was like this list and it was like, believe the scene. Just That's believe. it. Just believe that it's you're so in. It's so obvious. But I remember I started laughing for 10 minutes that that was the first thing on the list that I was like, it's so true. People forget to believe the scene. And if That's you it. really just put yourself in, in a it, That's and right. believe it. You're going to be great. You're going to be fine. You know, that's right. And then I bet the other thing that you've discovered too, is, is everybody's kind of having fun, right? Like you were talking about the director and I'm sure Kevin and like riding horses or doing comedy in a Tacoma fire. Like, it's like fun. Yes. A hundred percent. Creativity is fun. Find a way to celebrate and, and enjoy what you do because without a doubt, there are some really hard parts to what we do for a living. And if you're not having fun. Yeah with, with that part of it, then it, then the juice ain't worth the squeeze, like move along. (laughs) It's just, I love your sayings. They're so like, yeah, you're right though, because the business can be really hard and you know, even, I mean, even the other parts of it, like on Tacoma, my call time every morning is four 45 in the morning, every morning. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. Months on end. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's not pain of heart. (laughs) And I don't, and I don't say that as a complaint at all, but I just, say that it's like, you know, there's definitely some things about it and I'm not a morning person. So it's like, you gotta, you, you gotta love what adapt. you do. Yes. Yeah. And you yeah. gotta adapt. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were a diva and you were like, ah, you show up like three hours late to your call time and like, <laughs> <laughs> no, ain't nobody got That's time so for crazy. that anymore. I know. I know. <laughs> I think in, in really rarefied places, it still might happen a little bit. Maybe music videos, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. rock star divas, maybe. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What yeah. I mean? um, well, Cassie is so, I mean, Hassie, I just called you Cassie. Hassie is so, because it's just looking at my notes here. Um, I, it's so fun talking with you, but let me, let's do the speed round. Cause I mean, I think like we could just go on and on and talk about oh, all kinds of stuff. I love that you're like, well, you're doing it. It's happening. It took a long time. I will say there was, there was like six yeah. years and nobody was picking up what I was putting down. And I, I really almost was like, all right, maybe time to pack it up. <laughs> well, that's also sometimes when you're like, what do I have to lose? You know what okay. I mean? Fuck it. But I told you, I was like, mm. but yes, I think people forget it's a long road. You know what I mean? I teach, yeah. I'm working with like, you know, the new the new uh, sort of generation comes some maybe to acting from like social media spheres. Right. And I was just talking to this manager of this big client. who has got like billions of followers on a platform and is trying to make the transition to acting. And like, she's super young and her parents are like trying to not pull the plug a little bit, but they, they're not realizing like, Oh, it isn't like TikTok where you just post something in 30 seconds. Like there's, instant gratification it is a process right and I think people I always remind people we give up way sooner than you know we've harvested our the fruit you know so often it's just right when you get there it's like I'm lost and I'm driving I'm like oh I've passed it and it's always like I'm almost there that's Um, right yeah so So I'm glad you kept going because it's just a matter of time like talent meets 
luck meets opportunity meets preparation, whatever, you know, all those sayings, but <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of man- you know. mangled that, you know? <laughs> um, okay. So if you weren't an actor, what, who, what would you be? An archeologist. Whoa, really? I have a degree in archeology. span Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with archaeology. Like one of you, my degrees, business, and but yeah, I love archaeology. Would it be more of like animal, plant archaeology, or there's different names for it? Or human? I studied a lot of like Southwest anthropology. Americans, yeah, anthropology and stuff like that. Whoa, interesting. Okay, what's your favorite film of all time? Or just favorite film? That's so dramatic. I really. Oh, this is this is really hard. Um, Coming to America. <laughs> Legends Whoa. of the Fall and Airplane. Whoa. Oh, I <laughs> love they're, Airplane. They're what I grew up on, so it's like they're they're kind of iconic to me. I never saw Legends. Wait, who's in Legends of the Fall? Oh my god, Brad Pitt, Legends of the oh, Fall. Oh, and Tom That's- Cruise, right? No, no. Oh my god, Anthony Hopkins. Oh boy, you. you okay, need to go I'll watch, watch it. Legends okay, I feel like I saw it, but okay, okay, good. Uh, what's one thing you can't do without? Um, friends. Oh, that's beautiful. It's cheesy, but true. No, it's true. I always say friends are like, I don't know. They've been sent to us from the divine. I just think friends are. are so amazing, right? I've like, had two of the coolest girls sent into my life in the last year, and it's like, oh. Oh, it's the best. Or when you connect with someone, and even if it's like, like I feel like just our connecting right now, even though I haven't seen you in a hot minute, it's like you just pick up from where you left off, and you're like, oh, I like that person is in my soul, in the, like, you know, the jigsaw puzzle of the mosaic of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's, it's like, like woven like, into the braid of life. Yeah, it's so it's fun. sweet. What's, what's one thing, uh, what, if, what, if you could only take one thing on an island, I came up with this speed round. These are some stupid ass questions, but I don't know. <laughs> what would it be? Um, well, if it's not the survival things besides matches and stuff like that, it would be like a a notebook and pen so that I could kind of have something of my thoughts and soul. Yes. Until you run out of ink and paper. That would be interesting. Yep. Okay. Now the questions get really good. These are the good ones. Who's your your celebrity crush? (laughs) Oh, I can't, I I can't be male or female. I, I don't want to say because then I might work with them and then I have to be like, oh, sorry. No, no, yes, you have to. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, I guess I'll, I'll say Brad Pitt because that's. Yeah, second time. Yeah, you mentioned him. Yeah. Yeah, that's basic <laughs> and bland. And if I do ever work with him, I'm going to be like, well, who doesn't have a crush on you? That's true. He's crushable. <laughs> yeah. I also have a lot more reverence for his work now because he's talked about his work in, in the ways we're talking about it. You know, he's like, you have totally. to come to, you have to. He, you know, when he went through his divorce, there was a great article about him interview in like GQ or something. Yeah, I read yeah, that. Read it. And he talks about like the pain that we go through in our own lives is transformational and it's what we're tapping into in our own work. And he also is a big proponent of, I think in one of my books, I quoted him as saying like, we have to stop, uh, I'm paraphrasing it, but he's like, actors have to stop worrying so much about finding the character. And he says, instead, you just have to try to tell the truth. Mm. And he was talking about how we put so much pressure on trying to find this person as opposed to like, how do we just show up with our stuff? Totally. I'll have to find that quote and send it to you, but it's really very powerful about, you know, I think he learned that as he's gotten older. Like it's not about having to work so hard and finding something. It's about allowing himself to be, you know, Absolutely. Yeah. Including the parts we don't like. Right. Like, which is what he was saying about the divorce and like, anyway. Um, yeah, it was, it's, you all can find that article. It's a really beautiful article. I think, um, how, how do you define acting in one word? Play presence and play (laughs) presence and play. What's something that you learn from being at the studio? Um, Believe the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Real numerous. People are going to be like, you spent that amount of money just for him to tell you to believe in the scene? You're like, yes. I got to believe I'm on a horse because I'm on a horse right now. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And what's your definition of love? Um, <clears throat> well, that's, that's tricky. It's, it's everything. It's everything. I don't know. Um, it's being present with people and um yeah it's just the only way to move through the world Mm. 
Well, I always say my definition of love is just this moment right now. Oh, <laughs> I mean, there. I did. I had so much fun. The time just flies by. Like, it's so crazy. Like, we've talked for almost Oh, wow. Hour. Yeah, it sure I does. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just in the moment. So, uh, he tell the audience, like, where they can find you or your shows. Um, they can find me on all the social platforms, just at Hassie Harrison. And um, I'm on Tacoma FD and Yellowstone, um, both new seasons coming out next year. And then I have two movies coming out, uh, Max Reload and the Nether Blasters, and then Back to Lila, which will be out next year too. Oh so. my God, amazing. You were really killing it. Oh, and is your, you. is your name, is that your real name, Hassie Harrison? Yeah, that is. I think Everybody I asked you that like in class. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's such a, like, not only a stage name, but I'm sorry, 1940s Betty Davis. Like, it is so <laughs> Joan Crawford and Hassie Harrison. You know Hassie what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm named after my great uncle, and I'm, like, rocking the dude's name, but I like the alliteration oh, and it. stuff. And some yeah. people told me to change my name when I moved out there. Here. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I just stuck so to what? Beth Harrison, you know what I mean? Like, no, no, no offense to the Baths. I love Beth. I'm just my, well. My my middle name's Elizabeth, and some people say, "Oh I my God, see." And then my family name is Hunt, and someone said I should do Hassie Hunt, but then, but then it would I, it was too close to Helen Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or Bonnie Hunt. Do you know Bonnie Hunt? No, you should look her up. I loved Bonnie Hunt. Reminds me of you she's much older now, but she was kind of like, she was interesting because she was really freaking funny, but yeah. she started to like, but, and she would bring her weird, curious comedic self to straight roles. And so she was always funny, even though she was doing, you know, dramatic stuff, but she oh, would do comedy. That's, that's my brand right there. Yeah. Yeah. You should look her up. I think you would enjoy her work. She did some big movies in oh, the eighties, cool. Bonnie Hunt. Uh, I can't think right now of like, I love to, to share like people that I remember who really inspired me to the younger generation. But Hassie, I was also going to say like, that's weird. Can I just say like the psychic weirdness? Because like the fact that I, I don't know why I thought Beth, but Elizabeth, you know what I mean? Like, it's so weird yeah. that your middle name is Elizabeth. And like, I'm like, just Beth. <laughs> Beth. anyway, that you're tapped in. You're definitely well, tapped in. We're trying. We're all trying. We all need to be a little bit more tapped in, don't we? Amen. Yeah. Oh, you're the best. Thank you. I mean, so it's much. so great to see you and so great that you did this. And I'm going to watch Yellowstone just for you now. Holy hell. You better. You I cannot better. wait. <laughs> so you're filming now for next season. Yeah. So then before, so so. if I were to watch, well, in so last season. I, I come in on season three. Okay. So I'll watch. But I mean, season two is incredible. It's you know, really good. Not, okay. I mean, season two is one of the best seasons of uh, I've seen of a show in a long time. It's a little bit like, oh, I can't watch everything. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. and I have so many amazing actors that I like to watch some of them. I just can't keep up with everything. And then I feel guilty because I'm like, I haven't seen I'll your show. I'll you my exact episode. <laughs> okay. No, no. Yeah. That. Yeah. But I, but I will definitely, I cannot wait to see you ride these horses. Yeah. Oh, thank you, darling. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. And it's so deserved. You're doing amazing. Keep on being you and don't doubt that all of your stuff is what makes you interesting. Mm, love you. Check out our worldwide classes on anthonymindel.com slash events. <laughs>